Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. 8.40, sorry, we're 20 seconds late. Uh, tonight, we're going to be learning Maseches Psachim Da Kuf Zayin, and much of, about two-thirds of Da Kuf Ches Amud Aleph. As mentioned, the end of the week is going to be a little bit tighter, and I'll mention again uh, in the beginning of the share that there will be no in-person share on Shabbos. We will be learning Motzei Shabbos instead, 8.40 on Zoom. Let us get started. We are about 10 lines down on Kuf Zayin Amud Aleph. And we were in the midst of discussing a sugya of a person ate uh, before Kiddush, right? Before Havdalah, what would the din be? So we're going to continue with uh, connected sugyas, but uh, one that I'll just refer to as Hamar Medina, because that's what the Gemara calls it. Uh, famously, we know that if a person doesn't have wine uh, and they have bread, you can make Kiddush on bread. That's not called Hamar Medina. That uh, we saw in the Gemara yesterday is what Rav did when he preferred the challah, a good homemade challah. That's what he wants to do. What would happen by Havdalah? So that's what we're going to get into right now. Ten lines down, Two children of Ravchiza uh, said to Ravashi, um, Amemar once went to a particular place, Machlokas, if it was in fact him or if it was actually Ravin, um, and they went to a particular place, they didn't have any wine there. They brought him beer to make Havdalah, but he wasn't willing. Below Avdil, he did not make Havdalah on that. And then says the Gemara, quoting from a Pasuk in, uh, in Daniel, Uvas Tevas, in Ra- the Rashbam, five, six lines down in the Rashbam, he says, Zibra he went to sleep um, afflicted, starving. Inui, the language of Inui, that we have in the Chamesh by, by Yom Kippur. Uvas Tevas, he went to sleep hungry. Lamachar, in the morning, Tarachna, they worked very hard. They finally found some wine. That's part one of the story. So they tried to give him beer to make Abdal. He wasn't willing. And then in the morning on Sunday, he hadn't eaten anything because that's the din. The din is that you're not allowed to eat before you make Abdullah, even if you're delayed. The reason the post can say, as mentioned last night, the reason the post can say is that even if it's not Saturday night, it's Sunday, it's Monday. But the reason why you're obligated to, to not eat is because the matirs always have dull. Just make up dull if you're hungry. What's the big deal? It's not that difficult. Go find a drink. So that was part one of the story where they offered him beer and he said no. And then says, so you can do malacha. Absolutely. If you say, that's a matir for malacha. But the matir for achila is habdallah alakos. Without that, you're still not allowed to eat. So says the Gemara as follows. Um, Lashana, the next year, we're one third of the way down, Kubzayan with Aleph. Lashana, Su, Ikla, Laasr, and he came back to the same exact place for Shabbos. Okay. Lohavalan Chamra, the market hadn't changed. There was still not a lot of wine in that particular city. I seen a Shechra. And then the second year, they also brought him beer for Havdalah. And then he said to himself as well as Omar, Ihachi, if this is true, Chamar Medinahu, Abdil Vitaimidi. If, in fact, it's true that this is Chamar Medina, this is the drink of the Medina, the Chamar, the wine, quote-unquote. This is what they drink. So then um, then I'm allowed to make Havdalah on it. So the Gemara seems very clear that not only wine, that wine is not the only thing that one is allowed to drink in order to make Havdalah. What is one allowed to drink on? So let's first look in the Shulchan Aruch at the, uh, at the mark that's quoted here. So Chamar Medina in the Ein Mishpat Ner Mitzvah is quoted as Reish Tzadivav Sif Beis. Reish Tzadivav, the end of the Reish Tzadiz is the Halachos of Havdalah. And Reish Tzadivav Sif Beis, the Shulchan Aruch reads as follows. Ein Mavdilan al Hapas, one is not allowed to make Havdalah on bread. Aval, al Hashechar, on beer, Mavdilan imhu Chamar Medina. 
one is allowed to um, to make Havdalah on beer if it's considered a standard drink. This is true of all drinks with the exception of water. Uh, the Haggah uh, writes, It's better to make Havdalah on a cup of wine that somebody drank from than it is to make Havdalah on Chamar Medina. So in fact, there is a preference in the poskim uh, that one should make Havdalah not on Chamar Medina. So just uh, interesting to note that there are some uh, amazing collection of drinks that are included as Chamar Medina, uh, coffee and tea, some poskim writer are allowed. Um, the Piskei Chubas writes that milk is allowed. Uh, it's an unbelievable collection. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a chuba where he's pretty strong about this, that you cannot use soda. Um, I don't mean soda like carbonated soda. I mean, even Coke or Diet Coke, something that has a color to it, it doesn't make a difference. He considers them water, halachically speaking. Not to say that they're healthy for you because it doesn't make them any healthier. But halachically speaking, it's considered like water. And as the Shulchan Aruch writes, water is never going to be appropriate to make Havdalah on. So that's Chamar Medina. A lot of nuance here, but uh, for another time. Says the Gemara, almost halfway down, Shema Minotlas. We learn three things from this story about Rav Ashi. What are the three things we learned? Something we've seen already. We presume that he had already said that. He had already said Mayrev. He already said Atachon Antanu. Why you have to make Abdullah? He wouldn't eat. So we see that you have to make Abdullah. We also learn that one is not allowed <clears throat> one is not allowed to eat until they make Havdalah. The one uh, is allowed to make Havdalah throughout the week if you miss the opportunity to do so on Motzei Shabbos. Good. That's the end of the sugi of Chamar Medina. There are a whole bunch of drinks that fall into the questionable category. Uh, apple juice is an un- less common. What about grapefruit juice? All the shilas. You have to ask your local Orthodox rabbi what's considered to be Chamar Medina. Um, the way that some Meforshim explain Chamar Medina, I think, I think some of the Meforshim here explain this as well, uh, is that Chamar Medina is defined as that which you'd give an oreach, like a standard drink, which is, like, that puts Coke back into question. We serve that at our table. Some say it's only that which you drink when you're thirsty. But yeah, I don't drink coffee. Huh? When I'm, the opposite, the opposite. The, that which you drink, not for thirst. Thank you. Or did you see that? Did we discuss this yesterday? No? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's the opposite. It's not that what you drink for when you're thirsty. Is that what you drink when you dafka are not thirsty? I don't drink coffee because I'm thirsty. I drink coffee because I'm a caffeine addict. It's totally a separate, <laughs> disconnected reason. But it's not because I'm thirsty. Okay, they have to get into this. All right, let's continue. Worst footprints. So it says the Gemara, What about making Kiddush on beer? All right, we spoke about Havdalah on beer, and maybe the answer is yes. But what about making Kiddush on beer? So we uh, we know in the Shulchan Aruch already this is not going to work, but let's see what the Gemara says halfway down. Omar, he says, Hashta, Uma, just like these following three types of beer, Pirzuma, Viteine, Veasne, the Rashbam here goes through what all these are. Deboimi Neme Rav, the Talmidim asked Rav what he thought about it, and Rav didn't know. Rav Mirebi, Miravchia, Rav asked Ravchia, Viravchia Mirebi, they brought the Shaila all the way up to the Gdole Ador, the low Pashat Levi didn't have an answer there. Then Shikra Miboya, if these three types of beer, which are Chashiva beers, the Rashbam points out, these are Chashiva types of beer. And there, even Rebbe said, like, listen, I'm not really sure you're better off not making than regular. You're going to take a regular beer off the counter and make it. No way. No way. If it's low pasha by the, by the chashiva beers, pasha by the regular beers, it's not going to work. Shechrami boya. So savarmina, four lines up uh, in the, before the wide, wide lines get wide. Savarmina, what can we learn from here? 
it seems to imply that kedusha kedusha that yes it's correct that you're not allowed to use beer to make kiddush ilave however aval avdule mavdalinon but one is allowed to make habdala uh, on beer and in fact of course that is that is how we paskin amar lu not necessarily hachi amar rav as there are some other shitas. Kishem she'en mekadshen alav, kach ein mavdilan alav. There are other shitas that say the beer is not allowed. Not everything is considered. Uh, we don't know the lumdas here. We have, is it because of Hamar Medina? Maybe they didn't drink beer there. Is it just a practical thing that they didn't drink beer? So therefore, so we'll see some stories later that may indicate that way. But lavdaf, but we don't really know what's happening here. Last of the short lines, Itmar Nami, another statement from the times of the Amorim. Amar Rav Tachlifa Bar Avimi Amar Shmuel Kishem Shein Mekachin Alav. Just like you can't make Kiddush on Bir Kachin Mavdil and Alav. Another same sheet we saw earlier. Levi Shadar Leil Rebbe Shichra Bar Tleisar Magne Levi. Levi and Bar Kapara were the authors of the Tosefta. So Levi and, and lived in a similar time as Rebbe. Look who he's talking to. Levi Shadar Le the Rebbe. He sent to Rebbe a gift of beer of Bar Tleisar Magne. The Rashbam here points out. The Rashbam is about 15, 20 lines from the bottom of the page at the end of the Dibar Maschot Tleisar Magne. There the Rashbam writes, You break open dates three, 13 times. It gives a lot of flavor, basically. It's a very flavorful drink. That's what Levi gave to Rebbe. So Rebbe tasted it. Second of the wide lines, two-thirds of the way down, Ta'ameh, Rebbe tasted it. Have a basim tuba. It was very flavorful. It had a lot of, a lot of good a gishmak smell and a great taste to it. Omar Kigon Zeh. You're talking about a beer like this, this kind of beer. You can for sure make Kiddush on this. This is the spitz. This is the best drink in the under the sun. This is amazing. But then the night hit. Then by nighttime, his stomach was killing him. He couldn't even handle the pain. Omar, Mesran, it's going to put me through all these Yusurna Mephayis. Absolutely not. You're not allowed to make Kiddush on it. And that's one of the reasons why he says that you're not allowed to make Kiddush because this is not the right thing. You want to talk about a of a bottle of wine? I got it. I understand. By the way, the post can discuss whether or not grape juice has the status of wine. Uh, because uh, according to some of the posting by Hilchos Pesach, the wine that we use for the Dalek Kosos has to be Meshachar. It has to be able to have the capacity to make a person drunk. It has to have some alcohol in it. And grape juice says, yeah, I give it to my kids all the time. So that's that, there's no alcohol in that. So, okay, so sometimes what we do, like I can't handle a, a full cup, so I would like mix grape juice with regular wine. That's considered a blend already. That's fine. That's for sure no problem. But pure grape juice. <laughs> You're literally sitting in the bag like, no. So uh, so that's what the Gemara... No, I can't. It won't be Yotze any mitzvah sayom. So that's what the Gemara says. Uh, that's what some of the poskim say that by the Dalek Kosos, it has to be Yain Hamashakir. Uh, okay, so say, he says, No way, this can't be used for, for wine. This type of beer is very hard on the stomach. I'm going to say out loud in public, he'll make a neder in public, that he wasn't going to drink beer. Amar Rava, the next generation, Rav Yosef was third generation, Rava was fourth. I'd rather drink flax water than drink, or that's what the Rashbab calls it, uh, than to drink beer. Your, your drink should be a drink of beer if you make Kiddush on beer. So this, the unfortunate, is not, not a simple line to understand. It, it took me some research to figure this out. Is that man a person who's willing to make kiddish on the cheaper product of beer because wine is more expensive than beer? 
then that should be a punishment for anius, mida kenegenida, that the only drink you'll ever be able to get is beer. So that, obviously it's a lower grade, a lower quality type of uh, type of drink, and therefore one should not use beer. Rav Rav saw that Rav Huna was uh, making Kiddush on beer. Amar le shari, shari avala mikne istre mishichra. That's because you have been purchasing coins. You've been making money off the deal. So by you, beer is considered to be a chash of azach because it led to your, it led to having deeper pockets. You're, you were trading stock in beer. Of course, you're going to like beer. If that's what gave you your wealth, you're going to find more chashivas in it. Tanu Rabbanan, 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbanan, ein mekachin, ela al, it's a very difficult Gemara to understand. We're about to read the Gemara, will ask and answer. Ein mekachin, ela al hayayin, that part's easy. Can't make kiddush unless it's wine. But you only make a bracha on wine, implying you don't make a bracha, a bracha on other foods. What, just be, wine is the only thing that gets a bracha, that gets a bore priyagafen, but beer and, and water don't get a shahako? So says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, your question is very good. You misunderstood the bride. So let's uh, pivot and understand correctly. The Gemara says as follows. In Omrim, we would not say the following: Bring me a cup of something to make a bracha on, to be to make a benching on. Ela al hayayin. That's what it doesn't mean. Don't make a bracha. It means the koshel bracha should be that which is wine and not from other drinks. Good. So the brisa continues: Matimas yayin kolshu. How much wine do you have to drink? Just a little bit, uh, just enough to. What? Oh, thank you. Tanu Rabbanon, yes, Tanu Rabbanon in One is not supposed to make Kiddush on beer, another Brisa. Rabbi Eliezer, Mishum, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar, Bar, Reb Shimon, Amru, Mekadshin. He says, in fact, you do. When one drinks the wine, how much do they have to drink? Matimas yayin kolshu, you only have to drink a little bit, just enough to be yotze the bracha. If a person makes a bracha rishona, they should swallow the food to have what's called hanas garun. That's what the post can write is the ikr by brachos. So there's always a shayla that comes up. Let's say a person makes a bracha on the food. They're in the middle of a conversation. They start chewing the food and they start talking. So that's not ideal because if really the ikr of the... The, the actual kiyum of making a bracha is on the hanas garon, is the enjoyment of swallowing the food. So then, no, you, you're not supposed to talk at that point. The post can do right that if you do talk while you're chewing on the food after the bracha, but before you swallow, you shouldn't make a new bracha because there are shitas in the post that the hana in the mouth is close enough to hanas garon. But afal pikain, it is not the ideal. The ideal is that when a person makes a bracha rishona, you should not speak until you swallow the food. Anyways, that's what the Tanakama here holds. However, if Yossi, Bar Yehuda Omer Melo Lugma, you should make sure that you have a cheek full of wine. Take a look at Tosfos, Dibur Hamaschil, Im Ta'am Melo Lugma Yatza. We didn't even get to that line yet, but it's all the same. Look at the very end of Tosfos. The Davka Adam Benoni, Avala Og Melech Habashem, Boit Fei, If you are a very large person like Og Melech your Melo Lugma is just relative. If you have a huge mouth, good. Yeah, you're able to drink a. You can hold six, seven ounces of liquid in your mouth at a time. Okay, good. Then you have a bigger malolugmav than everybody else. So uh, that's a machlok, I suppose. And not everyone agrees with this tosfos. Uh, there are other Rishonim who say that that's not true. Malolugmav is an objective shear. It's what would be a cheekful for the average Bainani person. We don't know. Usually we say, but ladai to etzel koladam. That one guy, we don't look at the exception to the rule. So this should be true here as well. So, anyway, Tosfos doesn't hold that way. Tosfos says that yes, it's relative. The malolugmav is relative. Mashain, can other meforshim, other Rishonim hold? That it is uh, an objective standard. Six lines from the bottom. Kubzayin Amaralev. Amar Ravuna Amarav. 
Tani Rav Gidol Demin Narash. Rav Gidol from the city of Narash says, Only if you had him below Lugmav, and this is how we paskin, of course, as well, not not by Bracha Rishona, but to be Yote Kiddush. It's, a very, it's different. It's not just Bircha Sanenin. It's also to be Yote the Mitzvah of Kiddush. So if you're just trying to be Yote a Bircha Sanenin, then everyone agrees that all you need is a little, a little bit of Teima, enough that you can swallow the wine. But if what you're trying to be doing is Yote a cup, a Kosel Bracha Kiddush, then you need Malolugma, and it's Le'ikuva. And if a person does not drink Malolugma, this comes up a lot. Sometimes at the table, one of my kids says, I only want one bite of bread. You're not Yotze the Suda, uh, the Suda Shabbos. That's a mitzvah derabbanan. You're not Yotze. You're not allowed to bench. Benching is usher if all you eat is one bite of bread. You need to have a kazayas. We're close enough that there's a suffix. But to say that you are allowed to bench, it's one bracha levatal after the next. It's not allowed. So the same would be true here. If you're the Mavarech, so sometimes people say, I don't, uh, Rabbi Robinson, we were with him on Shabbos. He didn't, he didn't want to drink the grape juice that we had. Whatever I said, can someone else just make Kiddush? I think that's what ended up happening in the end. Did they make it? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what ended up happening, but he was uncomfortable because I don't think he wanted to drink the wine itself. So I think somebody else, I don't remember what happened. I think there's something with, I mean, two weeks ago, he had to drink, drink two set for his because he didn't want to have mazonas. Right. Yeah, that's a set. That's Kiddush for Malcolm Suda. That was last week. He couldn't eat the mazonas there anyway. So it's because right. of food intolerance. Right. So, but maybe that, I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to drink a double revise. But yeah, if a person, that's a kula that we rely upon, that if a person wants to have Kiddush for Malcolm Suda, we know that if you eat and say Kiddush, you have to have a Suda that follows. But if you can't eat any mazonas and all you have is wine, so drink a lot of wine. Drink, drink two revios of wine. According to the lenient shitas, that would be 3.3 ounces times two, 6.6 6 ounces of wine. And that will help that person to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush Bama, the requirement, I should say, of Kiddush Bama. Do you have eight cups of wine on Pesach you know, instead of uh, four cups of matzah? Uh, sorry, sorry. You can't blend the matzah mitzvah into the cups. <laughs> And you can't dip the matzah in the wine. Purim is behind us, Mark. That's Purim Torah right there. That's uh... <laughs> So that's what the Gemara says in the name of Rav Neresh. Four lines from the bottom. Mama Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak. I just, yes, I, I agree with what you said, but it's not Rav Gidol Demi Neresh. lo Gidol Bar Menasya, Velo Gidule Bar Minyumi, no Gidule. I didn't say with anyone's last name. Ela Gidul Stama, that was his first name. Lamayin Afkimino. Why? Because Lemir Medidea Dide, the Mephorshim said that there was a machlokas between two statements of Rav Gidol, and therefore this Brisa was without the name of Rav Gidol. So therefore, it's lab dafka that it's a stira. That was just to avoid a, a secondary issue that might have been involved here. So we started this parak many blot ago, almost ten blot ago. What after to start on daftzadi test? So we're on kuvzayin, and it says on two lines from the bottom kuvzayin and Madalav, It's speaking about samach lemincha. So if you flip back to, you don't have to, but I'll just read it for you. Tzadi testament base was where this parak began. Parak arbe psachim. The first Mishnah reads. Erev psachim samach lemincha lo yochal adamat shetechshach. That if once it's samach lemincha that a person is not supposed to eat anymore prior to Pesach. That's what it says, until it gets dark out. So Rashi there on Sadi Testament Bay says, because kedei sheyochal matzah shal mitzvah l'te'avon, mishum hidr mitzvah, that there's a hidr mitzvah to, um, there's a hidr mitzvah to eat matzah b'te'avon. Beautiful, a hidr mitzvah, good. So that's what, what the Gemara is t- dealing with now in Kuzayin and Madalaf all the way at the bottom, two lines from that, of Samuel Mincha. What did it mean, Samuel Mincha? We know that there's two Mincha. There's Mincha Gdola by the middle of the day, 30 minutes after Chatzos. And there's also Mincha Ktana, which is at nine and a half hours. So which one are we talking about? The Gemara was, uh, is going to ask a question. Are we talking about the earlier mincha or the later mincha? Again, a restriction to not eat from samach mincha until that until the time of darkness. Are we saying that that restriction of achila begins at uh, thirty minutes past chatzos at six and a half hours, or are we saying it's by nine and a half hours by mincha tana? Which one is it? 
Good. That's the Gemara's question. Says the Gemara to articulate the question with still more nuance. Last line, Kuvzayin Amad Aleph, Samach Lamincha Tznan. Samach Lamincha Gdola Tznan, Umishim Pesach. Is your concern, I think it's a beautiful frame of the question. When we say that maybe we're concerned about Mincha Gdola, so maybe what, you're, what happens close to Mincha Gdola? The Korban Pesach, because it happens right after Chatzos. So maybe Samach Lamincha Gdola Tznan, Umishim Pesach, Dilma Asi Lamimshach. The top of Maybe the deeper concern here, and the reason why the Mishnah on Sadi Testament Beis, the beginning of our Psachim says you're not allowed to eat from the Mincha Gdola and on, is because we're concerned about the Korban Pesach. You might come to make a mistake. Odilma says the Gemara, maybe not. Maybe it's not about the Korban Pesach at all. Odilma, Samach Lemincha Tanatnan, Umishumatza. Really, it's later in the day. It's the nine and a half hour mark. And Samach Lemincha, within a half hour of basically from the ninth hour of the day, a half hour prior to Mincha Tana, that's when you have to stop. Why? Because if you're full, when you get to the mitzvah of matzah, then that, and you're ready, then that, then it's achila gasa. You're not eating eating b'teyavo. That's the whole reason why we have the samach lemincha rule to start with. That was Rashi on Zadi test, like we just like we just reviewed. So which one is it? Do we say that the limitation of the mincha Sari, of the mission on Zadi test is mincha mincha gdola? right in the middle of the day at six and a half hours because we're concerned that maybe you'll delay the Korban Pesach. Or no, do we say it's the later mark in the day of Minchaktana because not about the Korban Pesach, no one's concerned about that, but we're instead concerned of the issue that if you eat later in the day, then maybe you'll end up being full by the time you get to the Achilles Matzah. And that's not a Hidur Mitzvah, that's not right. So answers the Gemara, three lines down, Kuvzayin and Mabez, Amar Ravina, Toshma. Even Agrippa Samalach, he would sleep late. So even he who would normally eat at the ninth hour of the day, on that day, he would not eat at Shatechshach. End of Brisa. Now let's analyze. If you want to say that what Samach Lemincha means is at the ninth hour, Meaning near Mincha Ktana, nine and a half hours Mincha Ktana, Samach Lemincha is nine hours. That's when Agrippas would normally eat. Now he's not eating. Perfect. Hainu Ravuse da Agrippas. Then that's the whole point of the price of Agrippas. Because Agrippas was saying that he normally eats at hour nine. This not, not on not on Yadal Nisan. Why? Because of the Mishnah and Sadi test, it says Samach Lemincha, which Mincha obviously Mincha Ktana. Eliyam Samach Lemincha Gdolatnan, my Ravuse da Agrippas. But if you say, if you say that Agrippas, if you want to say that our Mishnah, when it says that there's a restriction to eat Samach Lemincha, that it's Mincha Gdola by Chatzos, that doesn't help because Chal Isser Alemi Ikara. He's not allowed to eat anyways from, from, an, from an earlier concern about the Korban Pesach. Done. You're done. If the Isser de Rabbanon of Samach Lemincha is by, the, is by Chatzos, by Mincha Gdola, then we learn nothing from Agrippas. The whole thing doesn't make sense anyways. Ella, it must therefore be said, Zigamara, Samach Lemincha Ktana Tznan. It must be that we're talking about that later time of nine and a half hours, and nine and a half is Mincha Ktana, and Samach Lemincha is the ninth hour. That's when Agrippas would stop eating, and that's when we should stop eating as well. Says the Gemara, still, I don't understand your whole thing here. So, so, my Rebu said the Agrippas. I still don't understand. It's Asr for him to eat. Mimanavshach, it's Asr for him to eat. If it wasn't for Mincha Ktana, for Mincha Gdola, then it's Asr because of Mincha Ktana, but then it's Asr anyways. We learn nothing from him no matter what. So says the Gemara, Maybe we would have argued that nine hours, meaning a half hour before Minchaktana, is like the fourth hour, the hour before the Isser de Rabbanon of Achilles Matzah. Maybe we should say they're the same and you should not eat during that fourth hour as well. Maybe, says the Gemara, that's not true.
Now, it's true that you can't eat uh, full meals. That's correct. However, says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, Kuvzayinam at Beis, Amar Rav Yosi, and according to some, Rav Asi. What does it say in your Gemara? Does it say Rav Yosi or Rav Asi? Here it says, Hagosu Tzion, it says Rav Asi. Yosi uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that makes sense here. So then it should be Amar Ravasi then. So Amar Ravasi, Aval. It's true you can't eat full meals. Aval matbil hu targima. You're allowed to eat mine targima. What are mine targima? Take a look at Tosfos. Second Tosfos from the bottom. Dibramaschal mine targima. Pireish Rashbam. The Rashbam writes peirosubasar below lechem. You're just eating peirosubasar fruits with meat. Good. With no bread. Velonihira, Tosos doesn't agree. Darmina Bitosefta, uh we learned in Masechas Brachos, if you lafana minitagima, mavarich bori mine zonos. Oh, so minitagima is uh whatever. It's uh it's it's a snack. You're having some cookies from the bakery. We only make the bracha bar mizonos on bechameshes minit dog and barley rayot wheat spelled. Otherwise, no, except and rice, right? Except the, the famous edition. We spoke about that sugi as well. There are various explanations of what the word targima means. In short, if we were to look at the Gemara, we're still not sure what the word targima means because Tosos throws us around. But there are a lot of different definitions. It could be fruits and vegetables, it could be meat, and it could be mizonos. Don't know. But that's what the Gemara says. You're allowed to eat a little bit. Rav Yitzchak, Matbil Biyarke, he would dip things into, into vegetables. That's very interesting because that was, that's what happens at the Seder night that night. Okay, but it's not restricted because there's no requirement to not do tefillah. Even though the Manishtana is like the, tonight, we, you know, okay, good, but that's... But that's really not a raya. Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa supports this idea of eating during the day. Ashamish, as he's preparing the animal, there are some kishka, some kishka that he might want to serve, and you're allowed to give that to other people. Even though it's true that there's no explicit raya that one should eat during that day, it is appropriate to do so. Shneemar, a pasuk that reads as follows. You should plow the field, but you shouldn't be with thorns. What does that mean? It means you, you're preparing food. It's a mushal. You're preparing food. You're allowed to eat a little bit. It's good for you. Just eat a little bit, but don't stuff, don't stuff your face. Four lines from the bottom of Zion base. The Gemara says, He would drink wine all day on Erev Pesach. So that he would draw his heart after the mitzvah of Matzah. So that he would eat a lot of matzah at night. So some of the Mephorshim are bothered by the word tfei. What do you mean he'd eat a lot of matzah at night? Is the mitzvah to eat 10 kezesim? <laughs> Is the tfei on the matzah or is the tfei on the on the teov, on the desire? So that's a discussion here too. What what's actually meant here? There's no mitzvah to huh? the desire. You can't so much. He's desired, he needs to eat. He's even more mm-hmm. eating. Just a munchie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <his> <laughs> no, but 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 uh, it sounds like a denechal matzah tfei leurtzeg that he eat more matzah. It sounds, this isn't me. This is, I'm saying some of should pick up on this. The language, it sounds like they're talking about volume of food, which is irrelevant. Right. There's a minimum shear. Once you hit the bracket, you're done. You're done. You've eaten enough. All right, it's just a small little around the language here about what, what matzah tfei actually means. That's what Rava did. That's what Rava did. How do I know that wine actually creates hunger? So it says the Gemara, that's not. Bain hakosos halalu between these two cups. For this we need Rashi. Bain harishon l'sheni between cup number one and cup number two. Im ratzalishtos yishte. 
if someone wants to drink wine, they can, no problem. But between the third and fourth cup, you should not drink. But if in fact you say that it's misad said, that it doesn't make you hungry, but it satiates you like a seuda, that it fills you up, why should you be able to drink between cup number one and cup number two? You haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of matzah yet. So if it's filling you up, then it should not be allowed. Therefore, says the Gemara, if you were to, in fact, drink that wine, then by the time you get to the matzah, you're going to be full. Therefore, Ella, fourth line, Shema Nigrar Garir, must therefore be the case that it uh, increases your appetite. Rav Sheshes, this is more my, uh, this was more my approach, Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes, have a Yossi Betanisa, he would fast the whole day in Erev Pesach. This is going to be a long-winded, multi-stepped argument. Not difficult, but I'm just prepping you for the next five lines. Maybe Rav says, Maybe the reason why he fasted all day was because he was concerned about the Korban Pesach that would be near Chatzos. And we were just concerned, even from the morning, don't eat fast the whole day so that you don't end up missing the Korban Pesach. That if someone brings a Korban Pesach in the morning, even before Chatzos, but it was Lishma, that it counts. The morning is even a, a time for Pesach. Really, all of your doubt is this. What does the Pasuk mean when it says Bain Arbaim? It means Bain Arab de Esmo, Arab de It just means between last night and now. If all of that is true, maybe that's why Rosh Hashish is fasted, because in theory, you could have brought the Korban in the morning of Yudalit, it would have counted, Safra is Chazile, the morning is an appropriate time to bring the Korban. All of these various factors, maybe that's why Rosh Hashish is fasted, says the Gemara, no. Amri Lo, that's not correct. Shiny Ravsheshes to Istanis Hava. Ravsheshes was an Istanis. Uh, this word gets thrown around a little bit. Uh, sometimes it means a person is like a little compulsive. A little, this, this just means he gets full very quickly. The Itaim Bitzafra Midi, if he were to eat anything in the morning, Urta, even at night, Lohava Mahanali Mechla. He would not have enjoyed his food. He gets full. When I know that I have to go to Shalat tonight, I push it, barely eat the whole day. Because I can't, I, even then I won't finish my food. So that's this, is that he was saying, no, this has nothing to do, you cannot bring a raya from here at all about minchak tana versus minchak dola. I get full easily. So because I get full easily, says Roshesh, I'm going to fast the whole day so that I can be nichnas Beautiful. I wasn't planning on doing this, and I, uh, I, I told uh, Michael Feeder that I'm going to stop here, but I'm not stopping here because we still have a couple minutes left, and the blot are getting bigger ahead of us. So we're going to learn a little bit more. We're going to start the sugya of Heseba. We'll learn some of the basics tonight about leaning, where we lean, and uh, we'll get into more halachic marimakomos uh, tomorrow. One third of the way down, Kuvches Amud Aleph. Two dots. This was also the Mishnah on Saditess. The Mishnah that writes we need to do to be Yesef. The word Haseva means to lean. Of course, we'll see in the Gemara later that we know that we're supposed to lean to our left, because the esophagus is going to be to the left. That's the food pipe. So we want to make sure the food goes down there instead of the windpipe. They're actually not perfectly aligned. They're slightly uh, misaligned in that way. Um, and that's why we lean to the left. But we do need to lean. Where do we need to lean? So that's what the Gemara is going to deal with right now. Says the Gemara, two dots, one third of the way down. It's mar matzah When you eat matzah, you need to lean. Maror ain't sarchaseba. But when it comes to maror, you don't need to lean. Yayin, what about the wine? That's a machlokas. Itmar mishmei de Rav Nachman sarchaseba. Itmar mishmei de Rav Nachman ain't sarchaseba. Two shitas within Rav Nachman. One says lean, one says don't. Below pligi. 
Wow, that's amazing. How could one person say two opposite things and that it's not a machlokas? Well, thankfully, we have four cups of wine to go around. Below pligi, habitarte kase kama, kamoi, habitarte kase basroi. One sheet of Rav Nachman is on the first two cups that you don't have to lean, or maybe you do have to lean. We'll see which one is which. That's what the Gemara is going to go through right now. The point is that for two of the cups, Rav Nachman says lean. For two of them, you, have, you don't have to lean. Which one's which? And there's two different ways to understand Rav Nachman. Do we say the first two cups are the ones where you lean and the second cups no? Or do we say the first two cups are where you don't lean? And the second cup is where you, where, where you do lean. So, so let's let's analyze halfway down. Approach number one, halfway down. The first two cups of wine that we drink, we lean to the left. By the way, you should not be leaning into the air. You should be leaning on something, elbow down, put the back of a chair under your arm, something that's actually supporting you. Because right from the beginning, this is where the this is where the cheres actually began. Now you see, trying even within the flow of the Haggadah hasn't happened yet, but that's shita number one. It's over. You finished the Haggadah. The whole thing's over now. So you don't need to lean under those circumstances. And two thirds of the way down, the second approach, Rami the Haggisa. Here's another pr- approach to say uh, how we understand Rav Nachman. The second set of cups require Haseba because Hahishaita to Kahav Yacherus. At that point, you're actually free. That's when that gut is over. But Hahishaita the Kahav but Tre Kase Kamoi Lobo Haseba. Why, by the first two cups of wine, would you not need Haseba? That's Mamish the opening of that Gada. So you're saying Avadim Ayinu and you're leaning? No, you're an Evan. You're not there yet. So then says the Gemara, a blended answer. This is an uncommon approach. Because we have these two different variant approaches. According to approach number one, the first two cups get Haseba and the second two don't. According to approach number two, the first two cups don't get Haseba and the second two do. And because we have both of those directions, therefore we lean for all four cups of wine because we weren't sure how to understand the Shita of Rav Nachman. We'll stop right here at Prakdan on Kuvches Samad Aleph. Mir Sashem will pick up tomorrow with another blot and a half and try to get to the bottom of Kuvches Samad Beis and we'll be a blot ahead, which will really help tremendously as we get to the weekend. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah. Yeah. Um.